Welcome to Talking Baseball, your number one labor dispute pod on the app. Let's do it. No head shaking from Trav, serious. No music. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Corner of the room, we got BBD. And in California, we have the one and only Trevor Ploof, who just turned 34 years old. That is correct. How was the birthday? Anything good happened? Did the kids wake you up with pots and pans? Pans, even? Uh, we had a good day, man. I really did. Obviously, there was some horrible baseball news on my birthday. But um, I was able to escape that world for a little bit. Um, went out to a nice dinner. Had a nightcap afterwards. Ooh. All in all, it was a successful day. I even made it back home in time after my dinner. Played a little online poker with my crew. Couldn't did have you asked win, for a did better you, birthday. Uh, did you get any presents? I did. I did. Nice. Anything pretty, good? Pretty typical stuff that you get when you're a 34-year-old. You don't get, like, toys or necessarily wow. anything cool anymore i got some clothes some shoes and i think the the most unique thing i got was a running belt which i've been asking for for quite some time nice interesting yeah. awesome jake how was your non-birthday running day belt. uh trevor i i want you to turn that frown upside down although you and tony clark do share the same birthday uh happy birthday tone how was your day but uh, it, yesterday was a great day for baseball. It's uh, one step back before you take two steps forward. It's death before something is reborn. I think yesterday was the bottom, I, and I, I somewhat sincerely think that because uh, holy Toledo, huh? Not, a, not the ideal day. I'm doing okay. I kind of love this camera view of me. You liked it last time we did it, too. But at the same time, I kind of look like Jim Carrey in the Ace Ventura montage when he gets sunburn and pimple on his face and gets autographs because my face is pretty pretty still red yeah. from, from going outside on Saturday. So I'm, uh, I'm generally well. Highs and lows. Little food poisoning last night back in the game. Birthday, food poisoning. I got a huge pimple on my nose, Trev, that I've Oof. tried to pop prematurely yeah. and kind of just like scratched up now and I uh, got a Rudolph nose. It sucks. So it's a red nose pod. Jake's got a red, red nose. nose I got a red nose. We're about to punch BBD in the face. Give him a red nose. Mm. Oh, there's so many people I need to punch in the face right now. Yeah, mm. Trev's not happy. Love bad, that. bad. And I do think, Jake, that you're scared that there's going to be no baseball and you're trying to spin zone yourself very hard i just think the players have won the war and everyone's afraid to say that um we'll we'll get into it but yeah i had a, a funny moment i'm wearing my gray outfit my grout fit today i've got my baseball is fun shirt i've got my i love baseball hat I'm thinking i there's there had to be one or two people that looked at me and it's like well he's got to be feeling a lot of different emotions uh and i just don't want to change my shirt to baseball was fun you Ooh, know yeah you That'd know? be a good like TikTok though. Always is. Yeah. Haven't seen a bad one yet. Mm. Uh there's a lot to talk about, Trev. There's a lot going on. Where do we start? A lot of bad blood. I guess we can start by just catching the audience up on what transpired, and then we can give our thoughts and tell them why it's transpiring and what has transpired is I don't even remember where we left off, but the players said enough of the nonsense. Just tell us when, and we're ready to play. Very strategic move. We'll talk about that after I finish this. The owners, the players said this on Saturday and said you have three days, and we're counting today, Saturday, and we're counting Sunday. So you have till Monday to tell us when and when, where, how we're going to play. And the owners yesterday on Monday stalled and said, oh, we're running into more situations we will only play if the players sign a document waiving any legal action that could take place. Now, what does that mean? You may be like, what the fuck does that mean? It's very strategic move. The players pushed MLB and Manfred into a corner 
and just got him good. Like, got him real good. And the reason why is when they say tell us when and where, we're ready right now. There's like 70 games, 70 days worth of games available. The league doesn't want that. They only want to play 50 because that's the least amount of money they can lose. So, and if they were to come out and be like, all right, good, 50-game season, here we go. Well, you chose 50 games when there's clearly enough space to play 70. You're operating in bad faith. The The players would file a grievance right away. So, the league said, we will only do this if you sign a waiver that you won't file a grievance and basically admitted that they're operating in bad faith because why else would you be scared of the grievance if you're not you know if you're if you haven't been operating in bad faith you would not be scared of the grievance it wouldn't be on your mind but they know that the players are going to file a grievance and they know they're going to lose and in the process going to have to open up their books and they're so scared of that so this was a stall tactic by Manfred and as soon as they did it Trevor Bauer, every reporter, everyone that's been following this closely called them out right away and was like, we know what you're doing. And once again, Manfred, the owners, and the league think everyone else in the world has rocks for brains and has never been part of a strategic strategy or negotiation in their lives and think like, we're billionaires. They're not billionaires. They don't, they can't, they'll they'll never pick up on this. And everyone's like, it, you're so transparent. It's very obvious what you're doing. So that was a rundown of what happened. And my thoughts, I'll kick it to you, Trev, because I know you're very upset. I am very upset about what's going on. And I want to say something that may come as a surprise to people. I kind of feel bad for Rob Manfred okay. in this situation. Not in the sense that he's making 20-something million dollars a year. For I don't know why. I guess when you're the when you're the face of the owners in a 10.7 billion dollar industry, you deserved a little bit of coin there. But he is taking the brunt of the fallout from all this, and that is that's his job. Okay, yes. he's he's done. He's yeah, he's a puppet. Obviously, he's done a horrible job in things that he's wanted to implement. But all of this, this, this back and forth, these negotiation tactics. I really don't believe that this is Rob Manfred's wishes. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. But the guys behind, the guys, the guys behind him, the guys that employ Rob Manfred, we're starting to see a little bit more and more each day that they don't really care about the game of baseball. And you can hide it and just use Rob. But when you got guys coming out and saying stuff like the Cardinals owner did, and then you start having a little bit more information about the books coming out and exactly, you know, what their revenue streams are, and the fact that they and there's been six to eight different owners that have expressed out loud to different sources that they'd rather not play a season than give in. That just tells you that these guys are ruthless. And I got to say, I tweeted this out today. You got two, two options here, in my opinion, if you're the owners. Come out and say that publicly. The six to eight of you that don't want to play, don't hide behind a media asset in your back pocket. Don't hide behind the commissioner. Come out and say it yourself. If you don't want to do that, guess what? Sell your team. If you own a baseball team, this is not like any other business where you just try to squeeze as much profit out as possible. That's not okay in this instance because of many reasons we've talked about on the pod before, specifically taxpayers funded stadiums. You know, the fact that all your local economy relies on you, all the tax breaks that you've got from owning a baseball team, you're able to hide a bunch of money, use the money from your franchise to do a bunch of different stuff. Look at this guy. He doesn't <laughs> care. I'm going off. Hold on. <laughs> Teddy Ploof making an appearance. In the, the only guy that can make Pops me happy right now just showed up. <laughs> the Lizard King yeah. himself. He wants to know where my iPad is. It's under the It's bed. a good question. Go. I don't know. <laughs> you were running high. I needed that. You're I saying, needed that. If, I needed that. If you, <laughs> yeah, you did need that. You were saying if they own a team, you should either they have, sell it or it's baseball. Not a, it's not a normal business. You have, your shirt off. You have to take into account the city, and the community, okay? Because you are benefiting from the city and the community, taxpayer dollars, like I mentioned before. 
This isn't cut and dry. So if you don't like baseball and you don't care about the growth of the game or the future of the game, sell the team. Okay, There are plenty of people out there with money to buy teams that want to buy teams. So just do it. Get out of the game. You are ruining the game. You are ruining the business that you're in. So cash out. Cash out. Get your bill. Your one, two billion dollars. Some cases, three, four billion dollars. Take the profit Sell the team on that. A-Rod. Get out. A-Rod's That's where I'm buy. at with this right now. I'm so sick of it that I want these guys out of the game. Yeah, and uh, a couple things. First, in whatever little defense we can give to Rob Manfred trying to be a uh, a switch hitting pod. I'm back. Is- I don't want any. Manfred's out too. I don't feel bad for him. So Oh sure. And and that's fine. But you know, think about the two statements. The one hundred percent unequivocally will play baseball and then he comes out a week later and says, I don't know if we're gonna play baseball. Oh my like, god. Like do, do you think Rob Manfred wants to say that? Like no. no. Those are the guys behind him saying, Have fun out there, little guy. Knock yourself out. Um and I, I think what's important in this game of mouse and part of the reason I am being gung-ho is the owners really only have one card to play and that's COVID which um, is the initial card and we'll see how long they can drag that out and we saw them try to throw it out there but the other sports are already proving that they have plans to play I mean we have a, a soccer tournament coming up I know lacrosse and then you know, supposedly NBA has a plan. They're kind of trying to back out of that. But other sports are going to come back where circling back to Jimmy and the grievance. And I want to circle back to even earlier than that. We knew this was going to be a shit show. The first time, I think it was the passing article came out, and there was that little bit of verbiage that was talking about if there was going to be fans in the stands. And we, we talked, there was four arbor. Arbiters that got reached out to Two of them said it would hold up One of them said it wouldn't The other said he had no idea Appreciate that guy um, And then we knew that this Why did you even ask me? Yeah, I, I, have, I have no, no idea. idea I'm actually not an arbiter anymore And so we started <laughs> going back and forth on this dance And I think uh, one of the pivotal spots we landed on Was, well, A, the owners uh, Nobody started in good faith And, you know, you could If you want to start with the owners If you want to start with the players, fine We were never getting 112 games That is what it is uh, The owners trying to crack the union's Like, holy grail of them not accepting full pay None of that was in good faith And the owners have just been on A slip and slide of Between saying that it's not profitable business And then the That's playoff so deal comes out and just they've done a litany of extremely dumb stuff while treating the public as dumb. And now we got to this point where everyone found out that Manfred had this 48-game season button that he could basically push at any time, right? And so, you know, we we kind of everyone got wind that there would be baseball in some form at this abbreviated sprint season. Sure, let's see what it looks like. And then about a week later, Bobby Manfred comes out during draft night and says, unequivocally, there will be baseball this season. Rob Manfred, the hero of all heroes. Guess what? That was actually what the players were waiting for because now they said, well, let's roll it out there. And then you start going into those key little lines again, and the key lines say, you know, in good faith, which both sides, are not shattered, but the owners for sure when they come out saying, hey, if we do this, let's just agree it was in good faith. And it's like, okay, that's classic not good faith line. And then I, I think there's that one line in there that says something about trying to play the most games possible. And the players with this... Quick little, you know, tell us when and where have unified the whole players' union. I think it's hilarious that, and we're going to talk about the slogan a little bit, but it's such a baseball guy slogan that they've just stumbled into the when and where. And now they're asking when to play. They're ready. They've said it. And if the owners are negotiating in good faith, that contract clearly says try to play the most games possible, and they are not trying to do that. So I think the players have won the war. I think Manfred, um, you know, he's obviously fallen on multiple swords that I think it's getting close to the point where the owners might even turn their backs on him and just – 
this thing has gotten so ugly and so bad in the media, and there has been such an outcry. Look at all the media people, Buster Only, Passon's Turn, Carl Ravitch, all of the short kings of baseball media have now turned on the sport, where if I'm the owners, I'm saying, hey, there's only one way out of this. We throw Manfred to the wolves and move on, and that's what I think is going to happen. I mean – the op that I love that it was great, but the optics we know they don't care about. That's been proven time and time again. I also think that the owners, like you're right, the players have won. They trapped them into a corner. They've beat them. The owners aren't going to let them beat them. The I don't think the, war, take don't the, think the, the owners are going to take their ball and go home and say it was too dark to play. I think they're going to let them beat Rob Manfred. I don't think the owners are going to say they got beat. And then what? And bring say, someone else in that does what? Yeah, just another puppet to get abused until they bring in another guy. I'm like 95% there's no baseball. It's really looking that way right now. And the fact the, the thing that, you know, we're always saying the owners are two steps ahead. They're so smart. They're so this. They're so that. Not this week. Not last week. No. No, they got got. They've been terrible. Did it, and, and, who, who reported on it? Someone reported on it. Well, I forget who they said that. A lot of the owners were shocked that their employees like stood up to them. Uh, which reporter, like you know, spoke with some? I don't know. So those reports, like um, Rosenthal, just said there's eight owners out there that actively are trying to not get a season to be played. Eight. I mean, eight strong no's. They're gonna persuade some more people, and then you're looking at really close decision. Like, I don't know. At this point, I'd be shocked if we get. Because it's just going to be a grievance will be filed. That'll take, like, months, years. And in that process, the sport just gets damaged even more. The owners get damaged even more. There's no win for the owners besides blaming Corona and health and just getting out of Dodge. That's the, that's the biggest win for the owners right now. And think about that. Think about, like, what it takes for you to use a global pandemic as a bargaining chip. In the business that has treated you so well, that has multiplied your net worth twofold at least, each of these guys, sometimes Minimum. many more times than that. This is Minimum. the kind of people we're we're dealing with, you know. And and like you know, you said the when and where is a baseball guy thing, and it was. Do I think it was a little bit tactical? Sure, but the players oh, a lot mean of that. Tactical. But they mean that, okay? It was like, cool to see them like just kind of flex their unity on everyone again. They did it earlier, and I think the the league was like, "Oh fuck, these dudes are really unified and not going to bend." And then in the middle of this, having every single player, Trout, Cole, every player tweet out the same thing at the same time, tell us when and where we're ready to play. It's just another flex, like. We're pretty strong right now. So, very strong. I've said that from the beginning since I've been on this pod. This is a very strong union. Guys know the history of the union. They understand what guys gave up before them. They understand what it means for guys after them. It is a very, very strong union, which says a lot because we come from everywhere across the globe. And we have yeah. different rules to enter the game. You have Japanese guys getting posted. You have um, Latin American guys as free agents. Pretty much everybody else as free agents besides Puerto Rico, Canada, and the U.S. They get drafted. You come from all walks of life, but you understand one thing. You got to respect the people that have come before you and the people that are coming after you, and that's what we're really seeing here. And these guys, they are baseball players. This is what they've trained to do their entire life. And I think what people don't realize is is – there's such a small window for baseball players to make their money, okay? And, yeah, you can point to a lot of guys that make a ton of money, the Trouts, the Coles. That's not, that doesn't represent the league, okay? Most guys have – I don't know what the average career span is. It's three years, three and a half I think years. Was, I think it's around three years, yeah. Okay, if you think about that, let's just break it all down right now. Three years, league minimum, you're going to make a million and a half bucks. Okay? To get to the league, you probably spent four to five years in the minor leagues and then seven years um, total 
to make that million and a half bucks, whatever the math is on that, 200 grand a year for seven years. Okay, it's a lot of money, but then you're done. That's it. All right, I have it. I have it here, but the. So you the better a, believe the, that every average... player is going to be trying to protect that window because you sacrifice a ton and the stats are against you astronomically to even make it that far. They're going to protect that window at all costs. The average salary is four point three six million, but I gotta believe there's oh, a lot. There's a lot of really, really big ones yes. bringing it down. Like yes. if you, what's the other math from the medium, median, whatever it is, mean, median, and mode. Yes, the one that I, the one that not pertains to this. But uh, even if we did that, the number that came out earlier was that sixty five percent of the league makes less than a million dollars. So, and the average is like three to five years average length. I listened to uh, a, a passing, a friend of the pod, a little interview with Rich Eisen. And basically, and I thought this summed it up well, you know, the league has been, and I'm saying the league, MLB has, you know, seen record revenues year after year after year over the last decade. And they've won in the CBA five or six years ago. And they've just taken piece by piece, small pieces from the players. And they've done things to the players that seem small on an individual basis, like service time manipulation, um, that add up over time. And now we're seeing this. Players are just like, no, you're not going to take this away from us as well. We're going to stand strong. We see what's going on here. We see that as your revenues have doubled, tripled, our salaries have gone down. All your analytics have basically taken away any mid-range player. It's superstar or league minimum player. And guys are, I mean, that's just not going to stand. So you're seeing the players unified now. I'm, you know, I'm scared for this season, and I'm really scared for after next season as well. It's going to oh, be... Yeah. If you think we're a labor dispute pod now, my Jesus. goodness. And I am sick of it. Sick of it. Isn't it nuts how all the reporters, you know, everyone's trying to toe the line and we tried to share both sides as best we could along the way. But at this point, you got Buster only going in on the league. You got Kenny Rosenthal, Mr. Nice Guy Bowtie going in on Manfred, which is a representation of the league. We had – has Kirkjian got involved yet? Uh, if if Tim goes in, we're all if, lost. It, it, that, it, that just means the God simulation broke and we all died. Yeah, if Kirkjian gets mad, it's I over. mean, turn out the lights. It's um, That's probably what MLB's got going for them the most. I don't think – I don't even know if he has or not. I'm going to check this out. Tim, Timmy? No, he's he's been just lighthearted with his baseball content. He's the best. I don't think he's left his little room where he records his videos. He's it's there. Dude, the the full basketball rack is so funny. Hilarious. He's hilarious. Can I ask? I'll ask you guys this question: What has changed your perspective on the forty-eight game uh, Commissioner Manfred smash the button and play the grievance? It's the grievance. Well, they they'd get a grievance anyways. No, no, not if they claim Corona, then there's no grievance. Well. That's, that's that corona. is their out is if they that's claim what I'm saying. That it's that's not, what they're gonna do. That's that's right. I believe that uh, is the, the other leagues play. the other leagues are gonna play and they, the 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 union would still file a grievance. But it's a little difficult. Like the, the other teams have bubbles that. and just playoffs, and I don't know if the other teams are even gonna play anymore. Here so. here's the, here's here's their options right now. That this is what MLB can do. These are what they can do, and one of these options they're going to do. One they're going to, which is not going to happen, I don't think. But let's pray for number one. Number one is they come back and they realize that the public outlash has been horrible, and they say, you know what? Let's just like let's just take it on the chin here, guys. Seventy-two games, uh, full prorated. Let's go. I think they could drag even more than that. I think they could. Well, that's hey, number you know, two. We'll 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 do. You know, hey, we need a week or two to report. You know, you guys are going to need three, maybe four weeks of spring training to get healthy. 
And then, you know, we want to maybe leave a buffer week just to make sure, you know, the COVID hasn't spread or anything. So they they can still buy themselves a month and back into that September 20, that's, that's, 27th. That's the date. number two option is that yeah. what they're doing now is another stall tactic. You know, obviously it's a very transparent stall tactic, but they could just be saying, hey, we're trying to make sure the health is right. And mm-hmm. two weeks from now, they'll say, okay, it's right, 60, 60 games. Third is that they blame the virus and just shut the uh-huh. whole thing down. The, yeah. the, the implement of 48-game season right now is off the table, 100% off the table. I think if we had any owner, any front office person on, they would, wouldn't budge at all that they've been had, that they've been pushed into a corner, that they've been transparent, that they're negotiating in bad faith. I think they would tell you the players have, the players are greedy. I don't think that they think, you know, they they're they haven't succumbed. Like you said, they might be like, all right, we got to take this on the chin. I don't think that they will ever accept that. What what has so shown either. us? What has so. shown us that they would be, you know, just a new leaf and be like, you know what, we were wrong. You guys are right. Let's play seventy games. Tim Kirkshen has to, point, Tim has to come points. in. Tim Kirk, zero point zero chance. The maybe there's a ten percent chance they do the stall tactic and then offer the fifty games, and then the players say, "Okay, we'll do it," but we're following the grievance still. Maybe, but maybe not even ten percent for that in my brain. I, I, I don't see a way that this we get baseball played. You're dark. You're out. Dark. W- dark why? Dark. Why would the owners do it? I mean, they they have been so they've got stubborn. TV contracts and other deals that they still have to fulfill. They like want a postseason because there's still there's still ancillary stuff they have to deal with if there's no season money wise that still doesn't break well for them. They want to have a playoffs like they want uh, the Trevor. You were just going there. They want a postseason. Yeah, but so not eight, I, not eight I think, of them. I think that forty eight game button is still there. I mean, hey man, if it's eight, that still means there's what twenty two that want something uh, or are pod. indifferent. Math pod. We don't know if there's eight that are heavily for. We just know that there are eight that are against. Right, we, six to eight. Um, and I, I, I just don't know. I think that press go in case of emergency button is there. Uh, there'd still be a very profitable playoffs. And like Trevor's saying, with the tight union, they won't, if he hits that button, they're going to play. They file the grievance and play, and dirty stuff will still be aired in the media, but the union is tight and they will play. I, I guess the only question, and it's like, l- let's say this was real. Let's say it's it's us three. We're, we're with Tony Clark. He's brought us in. He's heard all, how our, all three of us are commissioners in our own right. Go check out the John Boy Media store. Get your shirts today. Um, and we go in with the owners, and we meet with the owners committee that's been doing all this. We also have Scherzer with us, just kind of like intimidation. Oh, I'm scared. Mad, mad Max. We're all scared then. And let's say, hey, everyone, there's no mics in here, no phones. Like, what, what's in this room is in this room. Trevor, what if the owner said, here's the deal. We want to throw Manfred onto the bus. We want to get this solved. This turned into a mess. Here's 75 games, full pro rata, but you guys cannot file the grievance. Is there any way at this point the union would not file a grievance? Yeah, if they if they if they came up and tried, if to, they really did it, if okay. they came up and said seventy five games right now, full prorated, I don't. Then no way that happens. I don't believe that's going to happen. But I think if they did that, then there wouldn't be a grievance filed about them not trying to play as many games as possible. Like, even would, though would that's the- clearly the case. But like, if they did that and there was like that olive branch reached out, I think that. That would solve it. I just don't see that happening. And if it did happen, I would be shocked. Right. And I would be happy. Could the players bring that to the negotiating table? Because clearly it's now on the table and the owners have fear of it. I don't. The players, I the think players should keep the them in the corner. Yeah. This yeah, is this is like. Don't let don't help them out the of the corner. Right. But they could just drag their feet even more. They could just like not respond. If they continue to drag their feet, then that is where like they'll they'll say, okay, yeah, now we can play 55 games. Right. And there's still an option for a grievance there because they've dragged their feet just, I mean, for for months now. Like, here's my question. 
the whole health thing that they conveniently said, hey, we have some players that have tested positive for COVID. Like that means anything for the season. That was really fucked. Jake kind of just briefly touched on that. Uh, in the midst, in the midst of this, because they're prepping, the MLB is prepping to use COVID as an excuse, and you know it rightfully may be an excuse. Maybe sports shouldn't be played, but there are a lot of dialogue and agreements. You know they were trying to play baseball. The so, MLB offered to play eighty-one games at seventy-five percent, yes, so they weren't scared they were about COVID. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But they're prepping. For that excuse. Maybe they don't 100% want to use it yet, but that is their one out. No grievance, no season, out. And they leaked they leaked that there has been positive baseball players that tested for COVID. Obviously, you know how many people have tested for COVID? That is such bullshit. It's horrible. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, that's just, I mean, again, that's kind of how these negotiations have gone. I mean, just like a weird... I don't even know. I don't even know what to call the. It's, it's not even a negotiation. What we're going, what's going on right now? Is no, it's just word for it just hasn't happening? been. It's just passing dog shit back and forth. You know, and this, but this has been a long time coming. I think that people are starting to realize that now. This didn't happen overnight. This isn't just because there's no season this year. This isn't just because uh, there's a pandemic going on. Um, this has been quietly, or maybe not so quietly, brewing over the last five, six years. As we've seen, I think this is really important for people to realize, like, as analytics have come in, that, that has really divided um, front office from player. Because a lot, of, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but a lot of the, the uh, front office analytically driven people are newer in the game. They don't necessarily care about the game. They care about numbers, numbers. winning, which is good. And a lot of assets or, or facets, analytics has been good for the game. Player development, it's helped a ton. But they've also used analytics to suppress salaries. They, they run these organizations now strictly by numbers. Players, are, they're not people anymore they're just strictly numbers and they'll operate trying to manipulate the system in their favor any way they can so it's created this wedge in between the players and front offices where we've talked about they're they're like they've had to create titles for people to be liaisons between the front office and players because there's just no feel quality control coach we need sam fold to come Speed Sam up. Fold. I almost no. want to shine the Sam Fold bat signal and be like, Sam, can you fix the game of baseball for us? If Sam Fold and Steven Vogt came out and made a joint statement together, I think we could fix this all in mm. a day. Those are my do you like? Do you like all the players tweeting? Like, is there a part of you that's like, eh, this is corny? I honestly think that's the way they feel. I mean, I'm just speaking from my perspective. I mean, like, that's all I did my entire life was play baseball to make yeah. it, to try to do this. And now you got to feel like it's being ripped away from you for I had really a, no reason. For, like, or at least funny, a bad reason. I had a funny visual in my head because Gary Sanchez just tweeted it. He said, we are ready to get back on the field. Tell us when and where. And I can't picture Gary doing that. I feel like he was on the phone with, like, Judge or, or Severino or someone. I was like, so what do I type? Tell yeah. Okay, can so, I send this? This is what I send, so and I, then I like, think that's, send on it. I think that's what you're missing in the corny part, because I understand what you're saying. A bunch of guys going on Twitter and saying when and where. Yes, there's a corny side to that. But I think it's funny that it has to be so basic. Uh, and Trevor, I don't want this to be a shot at the bow at, at pro baseball players, but you know, from ages, a lot of these guys from ages 18 to wherever they are now, <laughs> they've been kind of told what to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And I think the when and where is so basic and straightforward that it's been beautiful. It's been perfect. I also think it's a legal thing. Like, if they go to a grievance, they can be like, look, look how they all wanted to play. <laughs> Just documenting it. I wouldn't be surprised if the MLB drags us for another week that we get these, like, every two days. Send out another wave of when yeah. and where. I've been I've, I I've been proud of the way uh, players have handled this. You know, we've had a few instances where maybe some guys came out and said some things they shouldn't have said, or at least like were taken out of context, or maybe they 
Just the time. Gonna, Snell, Snell was the Snell only was one that one really took the cheese. Snell was the only one that really took the cheese. Since that day, I think the message has been much more, for lack of a better term, unionized. And I thought, I, I think that the right guys are speaking out. You know, a friend of the pod, Sean Doolittle, uh, responded to a tweet about the eight owners who didn't want to play baseball this season. He said, well, we have 1,200 players here that want to play baseball. So when and where? Like, this is the – it's not phony. Is it a tactic? Sure, but they really mean it too. Yeah. These guys are sick of this shit. All they want to do is go play. They want to get paid for the games they play, which doesn't sound so stupid to me. You know, I, I, I think – what still needs to be said, and I can't believe I, uh, this long into these negotiations like needs to be explained, but I think it does. Players have already taken a pay cut, okay? Rob Manfred took a 35% pay cut for this year. Awesome. Good job, Rob. Sweet. Players have already taken a pay cut. Depending on the amount of games they play, if we played 81, which we're not going to get, that's already 50% of the pay that they've negotiated gone. People aren't understanding when the owner's like, we just want 20% more. That's on top of the yeah. already 50% or whatever uh, prorated pay cut they've already taken. So this isn't like the players being like, no, we want to get paid for games we, have, we don't play or haven't played. That's not the case. And I can't believe I have to say this, but I, I see it on Twitter all the time. People are like, they need to take pay cuts. They're not playing right now. Well, it's like they already did. They're not getting paid right now at all. There was a two-month window where they got um, X amount of cash split between the teams. That ended in May. That's been gone. They're not expected to get paid for anything except for the games they play. That is it. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but there it is. I mean. Yeah, full prorated is the compromise. Yes. Yeah. I so um... it's, it's Man, I don't even know where to go anymore with all this. I'm so, so sick of it. Do you want to and, talk about the two uh, uh, non-drafted free agents the Orioles just signed? Not really. Okay, me Unless neither. there's some no. special story. I don't know. No, no, no. Because that's going to piss me off too, Jim. It's going to piss me off. Yeah. The way they did the draft? Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing to the game of baseball? I uh, I have a question. Jake has a question. Something I've been wondering. Jakey questions, Jakey questions. Here he goes. He's going to ask it. Is A, is Tony Clark doing a good job? B, is Tony Clark doing the same job and he's just being compared to Rob Manfred, so now he looks a lot better? Or or C, uh, tall and skinny. 68200 I think he was listed at. Trev kind of said this. Uh, Trev kind of said this a while ago that Trev said this is the most leverage the union has ever had to get a win against the league. And the only scary part was you have this deadly virus that's kind of hanging over everyone and no one wants to hear about money issues between um players and owners. And you said that Trev and we were like, "Yeah, it's very touchy and you know, you can't hard sell it and all that, but I don't know how much I'm applauding Tony Clark or not because the owners fucked themselves more than that. But the, but it, they did put him in a corner. We are we, they, The unification has been great. I don't know the behind the scenes. Um, all I know is the union's handling this well. I can say from experience with Tony, I was there in the room when he got voted in. Did you vote for him? I did. Wow. It was unanimous. And having an ex-player be the head of your union hasn't worked out for basically any other sport. So that was the thing that we were a little skeptical about. But he'd been around Michael Wiener and learned and was a great speaker and a unifier. And I think that's what he's done well is when we – that is his name, BBD. I see you <laughs> laughing at that. How old are you? That's the guy's name. It got Rest him, and then it got me, yeah. and then it was kind of going around the room. My wiener is what it sounded like. That guy was incredible, and if you ever <laughs> listened to him speak, you'd be like, this is the V guy. Okay? 
So I what Tony it. has done well, though, as a union head is he's kept everybody unified. When you have a meeting with the Players Association, he draws you in. He has a good voice. He's a speaker. And every time he left the room, whether or not you agreed with everything he said or thought that you know the meeting wasn't as good as you wanted it to be, you felt unified with your fellow players. And I think, I mean, this sounds stupid, but like he can speak Spanish. He speaks English, obviously. He's able to unify everybody. And like I said at the beginning of this pod, we come from everywhere in baseball. It's very hard to do that. And he was, he's been able to do it. I think that has a lot to do with player reps as well. But I've said this from the beginning. Players are going to be, they're going to stand together through all this. That's just what we've been taught since day one. It's what we believe in. And to be able to continue that through something like this, I think that means to me that he's done a good job. Were there things that we all wanted him to do differently? Well, yes. the last I'll, CBA I'll say was, one right. is still, the last CBA still was terrible. I don't believe that's all on Tony. It's, it's almost like a Manfred thing there. Like he, he's not a legal guy. Like yeah, contract negotiation is not his specialty. So well, he, he has to surround himself. He has to yeah. surround himself with people who are going to do a better job this next CBA. One hundred percent. What's this guy's name that's been doing it right now? Bruce Maine? Meyer. Meyer. Bruce Meyer. So, and he's Oscar new. Meyer Wiener. Yeah, yeah. Stop with that. Bruce uh, Maine's been a long time listener of ours. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah. What's Thank up, you. Bruce? Bruce listens to everything. So I, I think that, he, I, like I said, I think that this is a very difficult time to keep players uh, on the same page, and he's been able to do that. And now you're seeing like that has turned into a huge win with this slogan. I will say, I was about to say before you interrupted me very rudely, Jim. <laughs> that, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. That's my my one critique, my one critique on Tony, and I'm sure he knows this, like the statement after statement, after statement, like let let the owners put let Manfred put out dumb statements and just let them sit there. Yeah, because everybody realizes that how stupid they are. I, yeah. I my one critique would be no more statements. My my only counter on that goes back to the baseball player imagination and skill set a little bit that I think Tony has to put that out there so guys, if guys are looking for something to do with the when and where, they just retweet that. So I, I think that's, like, literally the only reason. Look, he's – four or five months ago, if you would have asked me the same question, I would have had a different answer. I think right. that's – Okay. I think that um, – and I respect Tony as a person, and I believe he's a good guy. I loved hanging with him, talking to him. You know, I did a lot of stuff with the Players Association as a player. Um. But I think when we look back on this particular quarrel, we'll say he did a good job. Now, come 2021, we'll see. Do we'll you see. think that we should go find every MLB player that didn't tweet when and where mm. and shame them? <laughs> this guy doesn't want to play. Yeah. Man, I don't know. If Mike Trout says it. It's like like Patrick Beverly came out and was like, if LeBron James says we're playing, we play him. Yeah. I love that. And now it's like, if Mike Trout and Max Scherzer and Garrett Cole want to play, Derek, Derek Jeter, we're playing. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's Derek, what? That's a good question. Okay. Where's Where's Derek? What's Derek doing? Derek, you're a player. An Derek's -player. kind of man. Why are Derek's you kind of he's kind of Manfred of the Marlins. Okay. Speak right, out, like man. he just owns a piece why, why of the Marlins, but he is the public face. Of yeah, the, like Magic of the Johnson when he was yeah. with the Dodgers. Totally get that, but be a liaison then. Try like for the good of the game. You have to uh, realize that'd be so on Jeter like Jeter steps away from anything, but he'd be the king. You know, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to use the c word. Don't make me use the c word right now on the on your guy. Carpet. It starts Carpentry. with c o w. Froze nest. Cowardice. St why? Like, why? Why step away? Everybody else I mean, is speaking up. He kind of is technically an owner, right? He's an owner. He's kind of an owner. Bridge the gap, dude. 
for the good of the game, for your Jump pocket. Speak, speaking of the Marlins, I love this tweet by Patrick Saunders. Uh, well, Patrick Saunders quoted agent Joe Wolf. The Marlins played without fans for 15 years, yet still managed to give a player the biggest contract in sports history and then sold the team for a billion-dollar profit with five competing buyers. <laughs> Dude, that guy, Loria... Yeah. yeah, what an evil genius he is. Yeah. yeah, pay for my stadium. Oh, I need stars. Okay, here you go, John Carlo. Here's a back-loaded, um, massive contract. Oh yeah, by the way, we have a TV deal coming in. Do you see the star I just signed for three hundred million dollars? Okay, pay up. Oh, you paid me for my deal. It's it's good now. Hey, who wants to buy my team? We got a brand new stadium, a superstar, and a TV deal. Come pay me a billion dollars for it. Do we have fans? No, who cares? Yeah, they didn't well, care about fans know. at the time. Now they really care about those fans, don't they? Flipping houses. He just watches those shows a lot, and he figured it out. That guy, wow. Some new paint. Nice They're smart. New- I've never, don't, I'll never say the owners aren't smart. Did you see that video of Garrett Cole throwing a bullpen? Trev? I did. I did. I mean, everybody Impressive shared stuff, it. stuff, right? Impressive stuff. Just wish more people like baseball. How does this end, Trevor Plouffe? I know Jim. Jim's gone dark on us. I'm call me an idiot. I still think they play. I'm with. I you. don't know what that games. Means. I don't know what that means. I, I I think I think the owners come out with some like in a in four weeks. They're like here here it is. Everyone, we're doing 57 games, and everyone's like, this is such. Too little, too late, and then we'll come to grips with the season. We'll watch it. We'll have some fun, and then at the end of the playoffs, we'll be right back in the same fucking seat talking about labor negotiations. I, That's where I'm at. I think we're gonna have. I think we're gonna have a Groundhog's Day. I think they don't care about the fans' opinion. That's what if, I. Oh, I actually I know that. Just good I, for the sport. I know that they don't care about what the fans think. I, know I get that. that. There's so, a lot of dumb fans out there. I'm not the biggest fan of democracy, but listen. <laughs> but listen, whoa! They're gonna do whatever it takes to not have a grievance filed. That is that is the only thing they care about now is no grievance, because they do not want to open the books up, dude. That would be detrimental to them. People I think I know what's like, gonna Holy happen. crap! That's how much money you make. That's how much money you keep. Those are the tax loops that you guys have. Holy shit! Yeah. They don't want what that about, to happen. What about this plan, Trev? What if Manfred gets a meeting together with all the guys we're talking about? Cole, Trout, Scherzer, all the biggest names and the biggest stars. Closed door meeting in a hotel uh, conference room somewhere. And before the meeting starts, Manfred gives himself COVID and then sneezes and coughs on everyone. He no went dark. To say to that. He went uh, dark early. I mean, it's a strategy. I, I, that's an option for me is they they will use COVID to get out of a season, even though they'll lose hundreds of millions of dollars. Like that's when they'll actually really lose money is if there is no season whatsoever. But I but there is a part of me that believes they'll do that to avoid opening up the books, which is insane. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. So in my opinion... I still believe they get a season done. I still believe somehow the owners can flip this and become the good guys. New tweet. But it's going to take them saying, we want 70, we'll give you guys 70 to 75 games full prorated. And that has to happen. That ain't happening. It's it's either that or they don't play any season. I want want to direct my questions at Jimmy, but they're a little too positive. Is there any chance for the... The hero moment I've been talking about. Is there any chance that there's Dayton Moore who had his kind of pro player quote and he's got an army of like 12 owners that want to get this done that are going to come in the room and say, hey, let's just fucking do this because, oh, baseball is the reason why our value has gone up tenfold. Is Dayton Moore an owner? What is he? Is he a GM or an owner? He's the GM. GM or a president. He's not. He has. I mean, they don't care. It was something good. I thought he's a great GM. I mean, I'm not saying take anything away from him, but Handsome. I don't think he has any say in this. So, 
But if you're, you're saying, the date are there flyers? other own, are there other owners who want to play baseball that could come and step in and say, "This is we're going to put our foot down. Let's go. Let's get baseball back to the people." I don't know. Yeah, maybe the poll ads will. Poll ads, do it. Somebody's oh. got to do it. How about that? I have an inside source telling me the Steinbrenners have been sending texts every day to every owner. Let's just fucking play. You're scared yeah. of us, you pussies? You're yeah. scared of us? Uh, Hal Steinbrenner just texting Ooh, yeah. every owner. Oh, too scared to play the Yankees, you bitches. I do want to say I was watching that Cole, that Cole bullpen video. Uh, stuff looked a little flat. Okay. You didn't even know what pitch he was throwing. He, he, was, he was throwing a flat pitch, Trev. Cole's not in the book. He opens nah, every bullpen up with shitty pitches him. just to somehow improve. I, somehow I missed him. Thank do you ever face Scherzer? I, I didn't look this up. Don't do that. No, I Scherzer owned him. He did. I genuinely didn't know. He owned me. I yeah, had a, we've I, talked about. I that. had a shower Jake moment where I I think if if Max Scherzer was on the mound and he did his you fucking bitch you fucking bitch motherfucker he wouldn't. Do I'm that out of the me. box. I'm out he of the box. He wouldn't do that to me. He respect. He respected. What me you me. say, Max? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Be good. Good I mean, if you really want to, I mean, this is the stuff I want to be talking Dude, about. Dude, so I'm now glad I'm happy. he owned you, Trevor. Now I'm happy. Jake Peavy was the funniest Here we guy go. on with that stuff. Let's get, labor dispute. See you later. Yeah. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Jake like Peavy, angry? Jake Peavy would be on the mound, but like, I, I don't think he like actually would cuss. Sure. But he'd be like, he'd say stuff like, gosh darn it, Jake. Like just really get, like, mm. like, but loud and just like mad. That's but that's how he pitched, and he'd be at the box. Like, what is going on now? <laughs> like he doesn't even see me in the box. Yeah, like that's what you think about those pitchers. Like he doesn't even know there's a hitter. All he's trying to do is just throw that ball the best he can and wants to get me out. And he's gonna be pissed if he doesn't. That I mean, Scherzer's. I love like that whole like video of him doing that is hilarious. It's amazing. It's straight out of a movie. Let me ask you guys and something. You wouldn't believe it in a movie. Let me ask you guys something. Trevor's asking us something. <laughs> Is this the best young collection of talent? Or Trevor, did you not see my tweet? Talent? Jimmy's got a stat. Jimmy's got oh, a stat. Oh, you did? I didn't see a tweet. Yes. Jimmy's it's the 2019 had, it's a, it's a clanky stat. But 2000, so first I did, what, what war is like an all-star season? You know, Spanish-American. Four, four to five. Four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. four. So I, I did it at four, Trev. And then I did most seasons with players under 23 years old that accrued four wins above replacement. It was 2019. And and all the like other places, you know, like second place, were all within the last 10 years. I probably there's, used the word accrue. That will help me find it There's a ton of young talent in the game. And also, guys... Here. It's of all races right now. We yeah. have some of the best young Latin players in the game. Ronald Acuna. We right, have here it is. a Japanese superstar in our game right now. Shohei Otani. So there were six players that accrued over more than four war in 2019. In 2015, there were five. That's the second most in the history of baseball, or in, since like 1950. Uh, then the third is 2012. Then 1964, awesome year. Two guys named Jim. Then 2018 is fifth. Then 2016, then 2013. So, like, we've just had nonstop. And people, someone's like, someone's like, it's always young players. I'm like, no, we're not talking about young players. We're talking about young studs. Stars. Like, guys that are having big, big seasons. So, anyone's interested, in 2019, it was Acuna, Ozzy, Devers, Victor Robles, Juan Soto, and Fernando Tatis. Think about that. Latin players, there are like you just named them. Those guys, yeah. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. These guys are absolute stars that are going to carry your game into the next generation. And, and yeah, and get, too good and, and get yeah, to new fan, get get to younger fans. Okay, you have Mike Trout, who's arguably the best player to ever play the game of baseball right now in his prime. You're wasting that. Not to mention all the other young white guys whoever they are there's a ton of them there always is because baseball's full of white guys but then you have the african-american players who represent a much smaller population of the game than they used to but they're stars tim anderson won the batting title last year right 
Marcus Stroman yeah. is a star. Jack Flaherty is a star. We can go on oh, and stud. on with these guys. Yeah. Like I said, we have a Japanese star Two who way. might be the second best player have, in the game. Haven't Cece, seen it since Babe Ruth. Your guy CC said he's the best player in the game, maybe the best player in the history of the game. We have these players. It is global, young, global superstars, and we have owners that don't want to play baseball. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good responses to the tweet, too. Like, imagine if they didn't manipulate service time. That would be even more. We have a German superstar. <laughs> the other, player. Some others like Bichette, Jordan, Guerrero Jr. aren't even on this because they didn't play enough games to accrue enough war. Uh, Soroka on there. Canadian. So, I mean, Dude. yeah. The, the amount of young kid studs. from the Cardinals is a stud. He's Canadian. I mean. it's uh, MLB has gotten to kind of a point that I feel like it hasn't been near in a little while. I always make this comparison with the NBA. The NBA rolls through, and you know a dude on that team. Uh, you know, Trailblazers, Dame Lillard's coming through, uh, Pacers, Oladipo, who, whoever it is, Jazz, Donovan Mitchell. Pretty good rapper. Dame, Pretty good rapper, Dame Dollar. I'm not going to lie. He can spit. He can spit. Most of the time you hear guys, athletes rapping, don't want it. Or athletes doing I'm, any music, Barry Zito, not, not so much for me. Go around the Dame. league. I mean – Pretty good. Pete, Pete Alonzo. Joe West. Mets. Austin Meadows. Dude. I mean, you you could go team by team, and it's you're going to – a, a joke. A 28% – 28 out of 30 of who has, like, an actual star on their team. Orioles are probably out. Tigers out. But they have guys coming. After that. Have you seen what Whit Mirafield does when he's right? Runs, he's, hits, yeah, catches, he and can throws. run. Wit's old. He can pass. He can love Wit, but he's old. He wants to play baseball, though. Trev, I love Wit. Wit is time. a ball player, big time. What's his real name? Whitney. Whatever. Whitey. Which? Whitley. Look, it's I don't. Whitley. I, Whitley. I don't know. Whitley Merrifield. <laughs> that's that's a. Pretty good. That's uh, funny. <laughs> his, his own, <laughs> That's a funny his, name. His, his only option was baseball. Whitley Merrifield. His wife's name is Jordan Michael, which is funny. Okay. Jordan Michael. BBD. I think there's a lot. Like, I, I feel like Michael I know a Wiener. few different people that name them Jordan Mike. I don't know. Whit, what is Whitley Merrifield is like a, a British dude from 1870. I was going to say, it sounds like, like an old British TV parties. show. Yeah. Yeah. Whitley Merrifield. Yeah. At your service. But the point remains. Yeah. We have stars. stars. And they've been, and all. Yeah. I got to take a breath here because I'm getting mad. Take a breath. Teddy, come back. I took my sunglasses off because I was getting, feeling better. But. What'd you forget? I forgot. We have stars in the game. And forever, all we've heard is these baseball players don't want to market themselves. We can't force them to do it. Dude, these guys are all over social media. They understand how that works. They were going on MLB IG doing live stuff until we were like, nah, no more of that, dude. Did you, did the players put an end to that? I don't think it was like a player, like uh, like there wasn't like a union call being like, don't do that anymore. I think guys were just like, why are we doing this? Yeah. yeah. You know, what are we, why are we going to help them at all right now? If, like, this if is, people want to do that, send them to John Boy Media Instagram. Line. And they have been. They've been coming here in droves, baby. John yeah. Boy But like Media. I'm saying... They've been Instagram. talking about that. We need players that are marketable. There's never been a better time, a better group of more marketable players than right now. And you guys and the owners are holding them hostage. They need more Trevor Plouffe eating ice cream in the clubhouse commercials. I was not marketable. I'm not going to lie. I'm, okay, I get it. I was. I love average. the commercial. We have it on loop in job. the office. I did some other stuff. At did Star you like our Wars birthday commercial? song for you? I did. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought Jake could have sang it a little bit more upbeat. Well, he's so tone deaf. Started. Uh, mm. I got distracted. I no, that's it. not true because he's been excellent in his music parodies. Got yeah, to, he's not tone deaf. He's I pretty good. Got distracted by all the Joe Mauer highlights, so I ended up singing "Happy Birthday" to Joe Mauer. I love Joe Mauer. Love Joe Mauer. I'd let Cole Gosh, Tucker sleep with my girlfriend. I want Joe girlfriend. to come on here and, and just air it out. I texted Cole Tucker. And, you know, we're just good friends. <laughs> Well, he wished me a birthday. Or happy birthday did he? Did he? Fuck him. Fuck him to the moon. He asked me my like opinions on what's going to happen. I was like, that's weird, man. You're a player. I want to ask you. And then I also sent him a, a song, you know, a music video I think he would enjoy. 
we're all best buds. Except uh, for Jake, BBD. what did you forget? Oh, I DM'd Delman Young something funny before the show. No response yet. We'll we'll catch up on that next. He's episode in Australia. Time. Talking baseball. No, he's here. He's he's in he's California. Here. Trav, come on, just trying to help Jake out. Come on. He for sure saw that. <laughs> right. It's unread. It's unread. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He saw the banner ad though. Mr. Normus. I'm playing Look, the exit I, music. Trev, last music. last words. It's playing. I love baseball, man. I just mm. I hope we get it better. Do do do